0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Joe at RT.ie, as usual, 51551 is the text number, one of the first texts in. Joe, do you know anyone driving trucks to Turkey? Would Aer Lingus put on a special flight? There's tons of fundraise stuff, winter clothes, infant formula, nappies sitting in Ireland because they can't get transport for it. Our local GAA club has masses of stuff boxed and ready to go, but the Turkish embassy in Dublin are overwhelmed. Aer Lingus put a special aid flight on for Haiti. Would they do it for Turkey? Now, one of the people uh, receiving uh, a lot of uh, donations and is not all, not entirely happy, to say the least, with, with what's been handed in is Evren Ertigal in uh, Cork. And you're from Turkey yourself, Evren. So, uh, first of all, condolences and deepest sympathy on the the tragic death of so many of your countrymen and countrywomen. Evren, you're receiving donations, but you say some of the some of the items you're getting are disgusting. Good afternoon, Joe. Um, <clears throat> thank you for having me on air. Um, first of all, uh, I'd like to say I'd like to thank thank all the Irish people' generosity and kindness. Uh, we are overwhelmed by their support. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it means a lot. I can't say that uh, we're getting a lot of bad stuff. I can say that ninety percent is everything is perfect, but you know, ten percent. Um, some of the stuff that are coming inside the bag is a bit. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't want to say it, but it's disgusting. The other day, um, I find out a, a potty inside a bag uh, that you train your kids for a toilet. Use potty in one of, inside one of the bags. Um, okay. So, and and also we've been told by the embassy that everything we received it has to be in unused, clean condition. So when we say that, sometimes people they get offended uh, yeah. by that. We, 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 uh, by the way, also I just want to clarify this: we are not a charity organization, or we are not a we are not a company. We are just individuals who are just trying to make a difference, trying to trying to help people in need over there. And once again, I would like to thank from bottom of my heart for all the generosity and kindness for Irish people. Um, but sometimes people they get offended easily. So I just want to clarify a few things that um, this is not our decision. We've been told to, that uh, everything we receive has to be in a clean and with, mm. with unused conditions. Unused, okay. Um, um, I know some some of my some of the people that they brought in a bags of stuff that they're dry cleaned and everything. We happily put them in a bag. But some of the stuff that are coming out inside the bag, like unused, sorry, used underwears, oh um, that like 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 socks. There's hole in it. Um, uh, jackets, there's like a, maybe a kilo of fondant all over, you know, so you cannot send this kind of stuff to people. Mm-hmm. People, they're already suffering over there. And you, I mean, you can't send these things. The reason that they told us that disease transmission, uh, so everything has to be clean, uh, unused. Mm-hmm. So well, we put a lot of uh, used product in there, which, which are clean and dry cleaned and everything. But some of the products, we cannot put them in there. So what we did was uh, we donated to local charities uh, across Cork. Um, even some of the charities, they wouldn't accept it unless there's a tag on it. Um, so You mean um, a tag means it's just been purchased? Tag means that unused. Okay. And this is a new, new to me as well. So I, I personally went into one of the well-known charity. And I asked them if they would take it. They said yes. So I went over there. I unloaded the van. And the boss uh, told me that they can't have it. It has to have a tag on it, unused. 
So I have to load back the van again, so trying to find another charity uh, for who is helping for homeless people uh, up on Shandon Street. They will happy mm. to take it. So we'll donate them over there. So everything goes in a good use. But we started this as a volunteer basis. And the, the help and everything, they overwhelmed us. So we, we didn't know where to put all the stuff. There was so much stuff coming in. And, and also we've been instructed by the embassy by fr- uh, last Friday. So they will only accept sleeping bags, blankets, and tents. So that's what we are collecting okay. now. And today, today, five o'clock is the, is the deadline. So we won't be accepting any more donations. And there is a huge, like you said, there's a cargo waiting to be uh, uplifted from Dublin um, to transport it to Turkey. Um, so that's where we are at at the moment. Okay, let me bring Olivia in. Olivia, good afternoon. You contacted, as you say. Go, go <laughs> ahead. You've been looking for drop-off locations for aid for Turkey. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I went on Google to see where there were drop-off places around Dublin, well, South County Dublin. Mm-hmm. And um, there was absolutely nothing on Ireland where you could drop anything off. And I phoned a few, I phoned one or two charities mm-hmm. and they said that they didn't, they had heard nothing about where you could drop things off. Then I was told that everything had to be new. Yeah. Um, and I had some good coats that, um, I mean, they, they were a couple of years old, but I didn't really wear them. And eventually I found somebody who took the coats. But, you know, it, it, it seemed disgraceful to me that on Google, all over England and the, U- the UK, there were drop-offs everywhere. And here there was nothing that you could drop them off around the Dublin and what area. And did, what did you think of Everyn's point? He set up a drop-off point in Cork City because he's involved in penny dinners. Uh, what do you think of Everyn's point is that they don't want any second hands, oh, including well, your coats? Well, I mean, is it not a bit daft when people in Turkey and Syria, they're freezing, you see them, they have nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they're telling you that everything has to be brand new before they'll send it. What about that, Evren? Like you need heavy coats, surely. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more with her. But I just have to clarify one thing: that this is not based on my decision. I'm just an individual who's trying to help those people over there. I mean, I grew up wearing my brother's uh, coats and shoes or mm. whatever, or, or my or my cousins. I've no problem with that as long as they're clean. You know, that's no problem. But this is. What they've been told us that it has to be uh, new or, or you know, unused condition mm-hmm. because of disease transmission. So, disease, and also, disease like, transmission, yeah, yeah okay. Disease, yeah, it's virus, whatever. Um, but also, the other thing is that people they need to uh, they need to they need to know know this that we are not an organization, we're not a charity organization. We are just volunteering this. We mm. just started as as, as you know individuals, and then people like they get together and I don't know what's going on in Dublin to be honest we have we, uh, so I can only speak on my behalf mm-hmm. um, I don't know what's going on in England and everything um, so we just started this as voluntarily and we had so much support and it's overwhelmed us it's like a snow we made a snowball effect and we were just hoping okay. just to fill a one 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 load of stuff but now we have a, a truckload of stuff uh, and which is great and I mean I like I'd like to thank them uh, unconditionally and also uh, I'd like to use your platform and so thank Musgrave group uh, they mm-hmm. made a massive donation okay, and they well allow done. us to well u- use their uh, branches all the super values and centers across the country for next two weeks people they can donate over there 
Uh, oh, but, okay, yeah. well, like, just explain that to people because Super Value and Centre are a massive network. What can people yeah. donate in Super Value and, and at, Centre? At the moment, what what you can do next two weeks is you can you can donate money over there, and the money will be given to Red Cross and UNICEF, okay. so they will go to the people of Turkey and Syria. So, Joe, at the moment, is people we have lots of clothing and everything. What people need over there is shelters. So okay, shelters so you're saying are you saying, uh, insofar as you know, Evan, you, there's enough clothes, plenty, and, and in in Turkey as yeah. well. There's there's aid there's there's help coming on everywhere and they're having a massive problem to distribute all these. Uh, mm-hmm. So what they what, what they're telling us now is the main priority is shelter, tents, okay. container homes. So for these you need money. If you donate money, mm-hmm. that will go to Irish Red Cross and UNICEF, and they will help the people in need over there. Uh, and especially, it's very difficult to get those aids to Syria because of you need a safe passage, and only yeah, UNICEF yeah. has access to that as well. So. Um, that will be the most effective way. Uh, and Evren, I know you're, you're rightly saying about tents and that, but Turkey has the second biggest army in NATO after the USA. Correct, yeah, uh, that's correct. Yeah. Is the army on the ground helping? Surely they'd have tents and um, I think there's nearly yeah. half, half a million in the army, half a million there, people. There is army on the ground now, but you know, what happened is in 99 when we had this, another massive earthquake we built uh, shelters uh, on tents and the flood came wash off everything so okay. now what they're trying to do is they're trying to build the container homes and they're purchasing massive amounts of containers from everywhere in the world um, and so they're trying to build the container homes on the, until the permanent homes built um, so we I mean, we can't send the containers from here, Cork. So what what I can do is, like, I, like mm. what I'm doing as well, we're just donating money and so they can purchase containers um, and, and that will be probably the mes- most effective way uh, okay. helping those people at the moment. And more importantly, Evren, um, have, you, have, you, have you relatives or friends who have been affected by this catastrophe? I have uh, friends who are affected. Uh, there's a friend of mine who lives in Cork. He lost uh, many members of his family, friends. Oh, and I have another friend who lives in Kilkenny. He lost uh, a lot of childhood friends and family members. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 my family lives very far away from there. It's only my sister lives just a couple of hundred kilometers away over there. And they were okay. uh, they didn't get affected, but they, 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 they were saying that you know they had the fright of their life. It was, they wake up with a massive bang. And then yeah. they spend the whole night on the street. But uh, on my family side, no, there's no casualties, but I know a lot of friends. They okay. have, yeah. But the buildings, a lot of buildings seem to crumble very easily. Uh, unfortunately, yes, yeah. Um, so um, there are some of the things that I, I don't want to say could get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it. You, people, they need to be brought in justice and pay yeah. for what they did over there. They, if you build in a building, uh, lack of compliance, that's what happens, you know. Um, mm. And there is, a, unfortunately, there is a lack of compliance, and that's, that's the catastrophic thing happen, you know. And there is an earthquake, an, er- an earthquake tax in Turkey. Is there uh, not? Yes, Mon-Mon-Bon. there is the after 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 ninety nine earthquake. Uh, and where does where does that go? Uh, that's on every I mobile think, phone call, apparently. I th- I think I'm not the person to answer that call, okay, but you okay. know the the. the the politicians, the government who runs yeah. the country, they should answer that, you know, where is all that taxes go, um, how those buildings are allowed to build. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, well, and the problem, the problem, as you know, and I don't want to be putting uh, you in any difficult position, Evren, but the no. problem in Turkey is a lot of journalists are in prison, a lot of the opposition are in prison, a lot of the academics who oppose Erdogan are, are in prison, so it's a, it's a, it's a difficult 
uh, society to, to uh, influence given the, I know the people are brilliant, but it's a difficult society to influence given the nature of the current leadership. John in Tremor, John, your point please. John, joe at rt.ie 0818 So the day, so the day of when there's a disaster of people handing in boxes of nappies and baby food and cornflakes and porridge, th- those days are over. Yes, basically, she says, unless there's a specific because you cannot get, you have to get them from A to B. Yeah, and it's cheaper. To buy. And Turkey's a modern country, and it makes a lot of clothes that we import from Turkey. That's true. So I'm sure they've got plenty of clothes in Turkey. Uh, to supply, but it's just getting it. So trying to trek it from Ireland all the way across Europe mm-hmm. into uh, Asia Minor is going to take an awful lot of money when they can just revel uh, They can transfer okay, the money from here into their bank accounts in, in Turkey and they can just go buy the stuff, you know. And, and as she said, you can take your clothes and sell it, sell the clothes and use the proceeds to give to the charities. Okay, what do you think of that, Olivia? Well, I mean... Sell your coats and give the money. You can't sell them that easily. Now, come on. There's a second-hand shop that I have used, and I mean, most of the time they don't sell anything, and the pittance you'd get wouldn't be much good to give to a charity. Well, I'm just telling you what the professor said. She said that they don't want... They just need money. Money is the quickest thing they can use. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but hold on a minute. How do you know all the money is getting through? Because it has been known that it hasn't got through. I don't know that. That's I'm a good only point, yeah. the woman that investigates that is uh, does the research in disasters. Oh, and by the way, the, the uh, earthquake tax that went on the mobile phone okay. was meant to be hypothecated and go towards uh, earthquake disasters, but it, it has disappeared into a black hole since Erdogan t- took over, because we're talking about it on the BBC there. Well, you see, well, uh, well, is that not Olivia's point, in fairness, that you send cash? Yeah, but that's a state thing. That's a that's state a thing. I mean, you, I mean, Concern and UNICEF, are, you know, have, okay. and the Red Cross have very good reputations. I mean, you have to have a certain amount of trust. I okay, don't so don't, so give it to... Uh, a reputable third party like Gold, like Red Cross, like oh, Concern yeah, or whatever. Okay. Like that. I mean, I don't say you... <laughs> well, I mean, the Turkish government, I presume, but we don't... That's not how it works. It's the NGOs that you give it to. Okay. And the Red Cross and UNICEF will take the money quite happily. Okay. I mean... Okay. And then the other... Well, uh, everyone, maybe you can help us here, but the... The last time I looked at the Turkish economy, it's it's it's, it's a, it, it, there's there's a lots of manufacturing. It manufactures mm-hmm. high end trucks. It manufactures, I think I, I forget the brand High Deck. I think it manufactures high end diggers, excavators, cranes. It is a it is a modern economy. Well, if you look at all the, a lot of the uh, excavation was done by bra- in a lot of those cities. Was there were brand new equipment? They were actually yeah. brand new. They weren't actually. They, they, they had 
they were clean. They were obviously just taken. Oh yeah, no, they have. Though the Turkish economy isn't in a great shape at the moment, you've got a real problem with inflation. inflation. Yeah, 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 it's uh, taking off, uh, but. Uh, but there you go. But that's all I was going okay. to say. Uh, 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 stay, stay there, John. Stay there, please. Um, Irvin, is it, it is a fairly modern economy. It does, it does manufacture high, heavy, heavy goods like trucks and excavators and diggers and cranes. It is a modern economy in that sense, isn't it? It does, Joe. It does. Uh, I mean, like uh, what he was saying is make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, he, also, she is making a point as well uh, where to donate the money. So personally, there's a lot of people, they wanted to donate money. And I didn't take money from no one because uh, I don't want to be responsible of someone else's money going in the wrong pockets or whatever. Um, But but what I did personally, uh, we have a a rock singer. His name is Haluk Levin, and he has a foundation called Ahbab Foundation. And these guys are very transparent. What they do is they, whatever they purchase, they release all the uh, invoices and everything via Twitter and everything. So a lot of people are there sending money over there, and we know that it's being used good hands. And like like he said, uh, we can pu- they can purchase over there mass quantity of generators, containers, and, and, and diggers and all those stuff. Yes, in Turkey we manufacture all those things. But the problem is, Joe, it's not in one city. It's in eleven city, and a lot of places the roads are destroyed. Yeah, okay. um, so yeah. it's it's like a it's it's not easy to just go and okay, we're doing this such A B C. It's it's just so massive. It's like five hundred kilometer stretch, eleven different cities. Um, so it is a bit of a lack of organization for a few days, maybe. Yeah, okay, yeah but then yeah. there is a, there is a help coming from everywhere in the world. Search and rescue teams coming from Mexico. They are they're going from Croatia. They're going from Ireland. Everywhere, France, Germany, mm-hmm. Austria. Everyone over there now trying to help. So from from going forward, yes, the what 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 will be donation wise with the money so they can build over the containers homes and everything. But I'm not saying that uh, people look you just go and donate here, do and do and that. Do your own research and and donate. Okay. Okay. Where do you where where do you want to donate? You know that's that's all I can say. Um, uh, Michelle Richardson is in uh, Blessington and Blessington GAA. What 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 happened there, Michelle? Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Um, no, I um, was watching the news there the other evening, and it was just apparent what everyone has seen on the mm-hmm. television of what's going on, and it just brings a home. We ran uh, uh, the same kind of thing for the Ukrainian crisis, and we put the word out on our social media and out to all our groups that the kids are on, um, that if anyone wants them to donate some stuff, that we opened the drop-up centre up at the clubhouse, um, and we were overwhelmed, Joe, with the, just the kind of goods we received through the Ukrainian crisis, and it all went off um, to good homes. Uh, so we 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 have a very proactive, healthy club team in our club. Okay, so you set up a collection point. But, yeah, we set but, up a collection point. When did you discover that Turkey doesn't want clothes, doesn't want nappies, today, doesn't want... Today, okay. just today. It was literally... We were going to get together to see them to box up the goods, and um, we had a van organised to bring it into Balls Bridge. Because my dad went into Balls Bridge the other day, Friday, only gone, with a couple of bits that he had done up himself, and they were gladly accepted in the embassy. This was but the it was embassy. Just, yeah, it was just one of the girls who said, Should we check with the embassy to see if they still um, accepted goods? And it was, um, that's when we realised it was just uh, sleeping bags, uh, blankets. So, we had kind of organised to get together to try and box up the likes of that. Okay, so what are you going? What are you going to do now, Michelle? With all well, the... we, 
we were planning on maybe when we'll probably have to donate to a local um, homeless yes. charity. Or, okay, yeah. But if, if there was something, we, we we have a lot of stuff. People were so generous. We have kids, coats, we have nappies. But are they, are they, are they going out, Michelle? It's a dreadful line. Are they going out uh, buying new stuff to give to you? Yes. Oh, okay. Like we, we found the actual opposite to, to what that gentleman was saying. People have bought new, okay. new items. Stay there, Michelle. We'll, we'll try and get yeah. a better, better line uh, during this break. Okay. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. We're talking about what you should send to Turkey and the overwhelming uh, reports seem to be don't send clothes, don't send uh, nappies, don't send, well you can't get them there apparently um, and the thing is to give your money to a recognised uh, charity. Gail Hanbridge is in Wicklow Gail, you, you were listening uh, to... Yeah, I was, I, I was just wondering Joe, do they want clothes or only new clothes or you know could you clear that up for donation really? Okay, uh, Everin, do you want clothes or only new clothes or none? Um, Joe, at the moment, as in, as in Friday, we've been instructed that we have so much clothes. And what they were looking for as in, uh, urgently is sleeping bags, blankets, and tents. That's what we, they're looking for. And today, as in 5 o'clock today, is the, is the, the deadline for donations. Because um, there's so much stuff needs to be sent out over there, um, so they can't cope with so that. You don't, so you, don't want, you don't want clothes? No, thank you. you no, it's, it's, no, we don't want yeah, it's just too much. people know that. They they um they won't be delivering to them. To, and do they do all the the blankets and sheets or sleeping Do they have to be new or can good quality secondhand ones do? We've been we've been told they have to be unused condition. Unused. Oh, that, it, it seems a little bit harsh. You know, people may have very good quality ones and and want to give them away. It's such a big crisis. Maybe they shouldn't be so fussy about what they want. If people legitimately give good quality goods even if they're lightly used maybe they should be taken okay i'll I'll just put it here my input in here okay all these people are helping out their volunteers yeah so if i were to make a decision based on what i have in front of me i'll have a look is this one is usable condition it's clean i'll put them in a box but i'm just talking about myself but some people have they can't take that initiative and okay it has to be unused if it's used goes on the side so it's uh, it's all volunteering based it's, it's not an organization or company is doing this charity organization or charity oh, company, I understand. You know? so I understand. It's, that is the problem and we've been told that because of a virus transmission um they, they, they they're not accepting it it's there it is perfect it, what you're saying is it makes sense perfectly it makes yeah. sense but yeah. uh i can't i can't i'm not calling these decisions and I just want to the people to understand that we are just helping voluntarily, dedicating our time, our our money, and everything over there. We, this, there's nothing we're making out out of this. It's just uh, we're just trying to follow the rules, what they've been told us, because everything has to be itemized, put in a boxes, label them, um, you know, then wrap them up. That's how how they are accepting all these donations. We are doing all this by voluntarily. All the students are... I understand you're you're under pressure. I understand. And if you had more volunteers, would it be possible for people to sort through the goods to show that they're good enough to to be sent out, even if they're not brand new? 
Um, okay, there is a problem to that as well. The logistic is a problem. And okay. the, the, the help is coming all around the world. Mm-hmm. The Istanbul airport at the moment is in standstill. They can't cope with it. And also, you, can, you, can, you okay. have to put it, keep that in mind that they, can, they need a certain oh. amount of clothing. Now they need is a shelter, so that's the emergency at the moment So that, that they are focusing on. And that's what we've been told. Yeah, well, maybe there's other organizations, you know, homeless charities or whatever, yeah. who would have more, um, you know, man and woman power to go through these things because it seems an awful pity that good quality goods are being, you know, rejected um, and that they really need to be used, be used somewhere. Because, mo- you know, there is issue with dirty things being sent through, but most people send mm. very good quality, lightly used items to charity shops or to organizations. Yeah. Well, well, if you li- well, if you listen in the beginning of my conversation, I said that 90% of yeah, people no, that's are, why I was, I was actually and and I, and I I can I can not thank enough Irish people for their generosity yeah. and you yeah, know good. on behalf of my people. Okay. I, I, should we make donations to Red Cross or where would be the best place to make donations if we wanted to make a donation? Uh, at the moment, all the Musgrave Group has supervalleys and centres across the country. They are accepting donations in the next two weeks. And all this money will be contributed to Irish Red Cross mm. with UNICEF. And so the money will be spent on people for Turkey and Syria. So that's what I can suggest you to do. And that will be the most effective way. People, they need shelter. They need houses. So they need money to build those things. Um, but as in clothing and everything, we have so much at the moment. And we have one truck full here is waiting uh, for phone call from Dublin to, so they can t- they tell us that we can send over there. Or the last thing that we are going to find a courier company and we're going to send it to Turkey but with our own cost. Um, so we have so much at the moment that we cannot go through. And we are just oh, I under, volunteers. I understand. Gail, Gail, yes. can I ask? Thank you, thank you very much Gail, Gail, people. Yes? Gail are, are we snobbish in Ireland about second-hand clothes? Um, would you, would you, would you wear second-hand clothes? Organizations are quite snobby about second or would need labels or whatever. Whereas within, you know, the general public, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a house in Ireland that has a couple of black bags don't arrive in from the cousins or the neighbours or something. And you know, they're perfectly good quality clothes. I do it myself. My kids have got clothes from from relatives, and I then I pass them on. So I don't think the general People are not snobbish, but sometimes organisations can. I understand what they're doing. If they kind of don't want the whole to have that ten percent of things well, well, that are not just, up to quality. Well, just 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 think about your own cohort, Gail, in terms of age. Maybe I don't know what age. But would I know children do and cousins get clothes and because they go through so many clothes. But like, would an adult wear a second-hand overcoat? Yeah. I'm sure if it was perfectly, it, it, yeah, lots of, within family members, I think people are always giving each other things, sisters and stuff, giving clothes to each okay. other, you know what I mean? But, thing but organisations sometimes are a little bit snobbing, you know, whereas mm-hmm. the general public, I've often saw somebody, I've got to ring oh yeah, my sister gave to you, or my neighbour gave to me, or whatever. But is that you not, know, is, that not a, is that more a phenomenon among sisters than among brothers? necessarily you know not I don't know I have no brothers so I can't talk about brothers but I know uh, my sister has given my my daughters loads of clothes that her daughter has grown out of over the years and okay. neighbours and I give and then I hand them on either to a charity shop or you might say to somebody I have a bag of clothes here do you want them and they usually say yes 
um, if it doesn't okay. suit, don't suit you, drop them into the charity shop. So, you know, there is a certain amount of, you know, people, organisations need a little bit more leeway because most people are decent and a lot of clothes are lightly worn and maybe take them and, and not be so mm-hmm. so picky about okay. these things. Let me, Mary McNicholas, sorry for holding you, Mary. Mary's a Mayo. Uh, Joe Hello. at RT.ie. Go ahead, Mary. Hello, Joe. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. Um, I'm just uh, ringing um, maybe to answer that lady's question. Um, it's a long time ago now. I'm remembering another disaster that happened uh, somewhere where the Irish Cry Cross put out an appeal mm. for blankets. Now, they were very specific, similar to this request. They had to be clean, yeah. dry cleaned or new. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, it was at it, you can imagine now it's a long time ago, when people were getting rid of their blankets and changing to duvets. Okay. So the consignment was sent to Dublin. Yeah. I helped with a collection around the town. And people were very generous, given their Foxford woolen blankets, which they were reluctant to give away. But they knew it was going to a good cause. Mm-hmm. Everything was washed and uh, specified and aired and dried thoroughly. But unfortunately, when they got to Dublin, it was the Irish Red Cross were working in conjunction with the British Red Cross. Mm-hmm. And it was the British Red Cross who were transporting them to the the area they had to go to. Okay. And the entire consignment was refused because it, the cost of fumigation would be too expensive. Okay. And I think really in the long run, they want new new items or money. Or money, yeah, okay. And were you disappointed? So, the, blanket, your blank, the blankets never got there. No. I don't okay. know where, the, where they went, and I think there was a lot of disappointed people and might put them off now doing this again. And what would you but it's the cost of fumigation. Yeah, of course. And now you have the cost of transport, with the cost of fuel, you have the cost of, if you try and fly stuff, it's much more expensive, and then you have the whole issue of the environment. So maybe you just better sp- send them money through Irish organisations and they can spend it as they wish out there. Because Turkey is, a, as everyone said, Turkey is a modern economy, though it has. This, this is an unprecedented catastrophe. Uh, even though they've had earthquakes before, but this is this is uh, the scale of this one is just uh, catastrophic. It's just catastrophic. Okay, stay with us after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Okay, so just a reminder there from Evren, um, the super value. Uh, uh, network, uh, which is also Musgraves, and as you said, Musgraves have been absolutely fantastic so far. The Super Value Network, um, which includes Centra, um, they are taking uh, donations in, primarily in um, in in the form of money, um, because there is serious issues about uh, getting product out there. So mainly in the form of money, which will be given to the Red Cross and other Irish organisations to distribute. Um, they uh, that that will happen, and that's going on for the next fortnight. Yvonne Hamilton, Tarleton. Uh, Yvonne, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? You've been thrifting clothes. What does that mean? Well, basically, I've been thrifting second-hand clothes 
I'd say for all of 30 years, I grew up with it. My grandmother spent a lot of her time in England growing up and they were kind of a little bit ahead of us in relation to charity shops. I think particularly after the war, you know, Mm -hmm. and they were run very, very well. So I just grew up with it, you know, that if there was an item of good quality and good use, you know, to be economical. And And what have you you worn that was pre-loved? Oh, my goodness me. I've had sweaters. I've Mm. had uh, gorgeous jeans, beautiful jeans, never never worn some of them. Um, Shoes, boots. Um, I'm only a beginner baker, very much starting from scratch, and I wouldn't have the money to go out and buy uh, baking tins. I've had all my tins for a couple of euros, um, cushions, curtains. Uh, I mean, I could go. I, I, basically, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to survive without them. Mm-hmm. To tell you the truth, Joe. And our second-hand shops. In Ireland, it's insofar as you know, are they still as uh, are they still as popular and as more importantly as busy as they were? I think they're even busier, and I think okay. I think they have become more popular because the customer now understands that you know wh- whatever you donate in has to be of a certain quality uh, or a certain a certain use. Yeah. In other words, I ask the question of myself. I donate regularly to my SPCA shop here in Wexford Town. Terrific shop. But the question I always ask myself is, would you buy it? Would okay. you, in other words, okay. I ask myself, yeah. would I buy it? And I think the reason you're, the other caller was saying about sometimes charities are choosy, I think they got a hard deal. But when all this kind of started, I'd say in the last 15, 20 years, I think they people were just popping in pretty dreadful bags, I know from speaking to some of them, you know, the, oh. you know, shocking bags, really, quite frankly. And what do, you, so, what, what do you mean? Well, let's just say personal items that shouldn't be in any okay. charity bag. Um, so well, therefore, um, well, everyone said underclosed. underclosed. Yes, and, and there was also, you know, there would be, I've heard from one or two that, cause that they get to know me, <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, nappies and all kinds of horrible mm. things. So it's not a dumping ground. What it is, is if you have an item and you think, you know what, yeah. uh, there's still, you know, a good bit of wear left. But you've been um, told, well, we've been told, well, it seems to be, especially with the Turkish earthquake catastrophe, we've been told categorically they don't, they want money. Yeah, and I, I mean, I heard, I did hear that point, and I think it's the old rule, go with a reputable uh, charity like Red Cross who are just, you know, that is where I would go go through mm. it with, with the donation. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you can only afford a euro or five euro, whatever it is you can afford, you know that you have an organisation that's on the ground okay. and that has years and years of experience on delivering what is needed on the ground. And what's the best value you think you ever got in terms of second-hand clothing? Or <gasps> oh, gosh. I can tell you, I worked up in Dunleary for many years, which that is really, the, 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 they are the, the queen of the shops up there because of the hinterland, you know. all the So the best second-hand shops in Ireland are in Dunleary? Well, I can't say in Ireland I know, now. but they're up there, they're up there. They're yeah, up there, but certainly yeah. Dunleary, very, very good. And okay. I always remember on my lunch break and going into, um, it was cancer research. Okay. Oh, sorry, no, it wasn't. It was Oxfam at the bottom All there right. by, by St. Michael's. And I spied a purple box with the word liberty on it. Okay. And I said Big to brand, myself, yeah. 
oh, I said, that's just probably a box now with nothing in it. And I went over to the box and I opened it up and I thought I could feel the blood drain away. And there was the most exquisite Liberty um, shawl. Now, it was exquisite. And I'm going back a good few years now. And I went, I mean, I could still feel... A shawl, a Liberty shawl, not a Galway shawl. A Liberty shawl, shawl. and it was the original, you know, their original design. So I went up and it was, at the time now, it was a lot of money, but having said that, I could never have afforded it. It was 20 punts. Okay. And I remember going up the street thinking, I'll never get back to the office because somebody's going to stop me with this shawl. Okay. I mean, it was just like... <laughs> Liberty of London. They're still going, aren't they? Oh, yeah, very they're still much going. so. Yeah, they're high, I mean, end. Yeah, high oh, end. High end, high so. end. By the way, Yvonne, I'm not, that, not that you know the answer to this very delicate question, but if I'm working in a second-hand shop, yes. do I get forced dibs on what comes in? Well, all I can speak of is the shop that I donate Mm -hmm. regularly to myself. And that is our wonderful SPCA shop here in Wexford. And I know that everything that goes in, I know for a fact, goes out on stand. But by the way, I I didn't mean to say that in a begrudging. I wouldn't begrudge it to the staff because they all work voluntarily. No, well, for for the charity that I support, I think things are so, so dreadful in that world that any little piece that they can get, it all has value. And at the end of the day, you're not thinking of yourself, you're thinking of other people. Okay, Nicole, stay there, Yvonne. Uh, Nicole. Yeah. uh, Your point, please. You're listening to this debate. I am, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, or um, I said in the text, um, that it's not that people are being fussy about what they expect or that the charities are being fussy about what is brought over um, to Turkey and Syria. It's that everything would have to be washed, just public health and safety. Anything that comes into a charity shop here is washed. And they don't necessarily, the affected areas don't necessarily have plumbing, water services, washing Mm. machines by the ton. It's just not practical. They're being practical. And if if a family is hungry and a million people send them a loaf of bread, you know, they don't need the loaf of bread anymore. What they need is maybe cooking stuff or something more. What they they need is a a mobile bakery. And, yeah, um, and, exactly. and flour, yes, of course. And but, that's what the money does. That money But the charities, the, but the message seems to be coming from the Turkish end is that they don't want, they don't want even brand new uh, stuff. They want, they, they prefer money. Yeah, because they know what to do and where to put that money, where to spend that money and how to best spend the money. Yeah, this is what, but then they have, they've had an earthquake tax as... I think it's on every mobile phone call. It's called the Airquay. introduced after 99 to, to ensure uh, high-end compliance and um, encourage people to build buildings that wouldn't fall so easily. And as everyone said, no one knows where the, the billions, I think there's 20 billion yeah, in air is gone. That's politics. I mean, every country, including ah, our no, own, no, no, has no, politics no, no. and corruption. No, no, it's very different than a human. Every, no, no, that's a, no, yeah, no, 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 we're not going there, Nicole, because every <laughs> every country doesn't put journalists into jail. Every country doesn't put academics into jail. Every country doesn't shut down uh, opposition uh, parties. Turkey does. Turkey does. Yeah, but should we not? Should we not? Should we then not give to people of who have nothing should. to maybe not to do with their government? Not at all. You know, not, not at all. But, but it's just how you, it's how you channel. Out of compassion. Yeah, but uh, and well, but surely we should channel the money 
to the Red Cross or uh, Concern or Gold or wherever. Well, I think that's what everyone is saying. Get yeah, to the okay. Red Cross, the Red Crescent, or, you know, yes. Yeah. But they don't, they just don't need the clothes. It's not about them being picky or fussy. Of course it's not. You know, thrift stores are great. I shop in thrift stores all the time. Okay. But I'm going to give money to, to have, the, Red Cross, have, the Red Cross, the Red Crescent. Have prices in, because I'm looking at the screen, have prices in second-hand shops gone up? Noticed a huge increase, maybe by a couple of euros. Okay, you know. Okay. So, uh, Pat Morrissey, Pat, Joe at RT.ie. Pat, your point, please. Hi, Joe. Um, I was quite cross about all this program because, yeah. um, as 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 a country, the Irish people are so generous. We give yeah. to everybody, every everywhere in the world. And I have, as I was saying to to the the other lady, mm. I have lots of coats that I don't wear. There's nothing wrong with them. They're not raggedy. They're not smelly. Um, I can't um, afford, to be honest with you, and I'm not prepared to go to a shop and buy brand new clothes to send to Turkey. And I don't know who made this ruling, but I'm sure it's not those poor children and and, um, mothers and and fathers that, that... are in the freezing, freezing, freezing cold, whether they care whether they're not not new or or, or mm. old, um, as long as they're not, as long as they're clean. Well, Pat, Pat, can thought, I, can, can, yeah. yeah, just for it another way. You know the, yeah. the, the 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 second-hand clothes. You're, you, yeah, yeah, okay. Would you would you knock on your neighbour's door and say, would you like my second-hand overcoat? Well, I wouldn't because I know my neighbours don't need them. But Turkey are crying out. They're freezing cold. It's probably children dying with the cold. So, no, that's silly now, Joe. I would certainly not knock on my neighbour's door. If they asked me for something, of course, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be that rude. I just think it's ridiculous. Well, why would you be... Why are you being rude? Why? You're not being so, rude, are you? It is being rude. When I'm from one of my neighbours an old coat that I'm not choosing, would you do it? Well, then why send it to Turkey? Because Turkish children, adults, whatever, are yeah. freezing, freezing cold. They don't have uh, enough enough clothes to go around. And as I say, I, I wouldn't have... If I have money to spare, yeah. I'm going to spend it on my own children or my grandchildren. Okay. But, I mean, that's silly to say, would I go next door? That's, that just doesn't make sense. Would you? Yeah, but why, why, wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you then... If you wouldn't give that coat to your neighbour, because it would be rude, why would you expect uh, someone yeah. who is suffering to, to accept that coat when you could, you could send money to a reputable charity and they could have whatever those people need, which may not be a coat? It might be shelter. It might be water. It might be a place to bathe themselves. It might be medicine. It might be antibiotics because they have no plumbing. Isn't that much better than a coat? Well, I suppose I said coat. I mean anything, um, bed linen, which would be clean. I have loads of it. I'm not. I'm not specifically talking about coats. May I make that very clear? I'm talking about sending anything to those poor people who are freezing with the cold. Mm. And I'm very cross about the whole thing. As yeah, but might. if if if, if yes. an earthquake if an earthquake hit a part of your God forbid. If an earthquake hit Dublin, but not Galway, not Cork, not Limerick, right? And people sent a million and a half coats and beds and everything else, bedding and everything else to Dublin, when we had perfectly decent places to buy them, to send them 
from in the rest of the country, wouldn't it be better to send money? Well, if you have money, fine. That's grand. Lucky you. A lot of but us Turkey don't have has, spare money. Turkey is a modern country. Turkey is a modern country. There are cities there and factories and industries that were not affected, thankfully. They just so, need money to help get the things that the people need well, to them. We'll agree to disagree. I would just, when I watch television news and I see those poor people out on the, in the street in the freezing cold, snow, ice, I would think they need clothes. Not specifically, I didn't specifically I mean coats. I meant anything, blankets, shoes, hats, mm. cardigans, whatever. So that's a stupid thing to say. It's a plan, no, no, we'll... we'll, we'll stay within the borders oh, of no, civility. Joe, no, it's not people. St- no, it's Joe, not. But it, Joe, excuse but, me. But is excuse it, me. Yeah, okay. That was stupid. That was a very stupid statement asking me, would I go to my neighbours mm-hmm. to offer them a coat that I... Would you do it? I mean, in fairness, that's just a ridiculous question to ask anybody. Okay. I live in a very respectable area. My friends have tend to, uh, uh, have heating. Yeah, they don't need a coat. They don't need anything from me. That's all I have to say now, okay? Just leave it at that. Okay. Sorry, all right? Sorry about that. Bye. I thought it was a legitimate question. <laughs> anyway, back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. By the way, Friday week, um, uh, whatever date is, February 23rd or 24th, um, we are in the D Hotel in Drogheda for Funny Friday. All the usual crew. We had a great, great day down in uh, the Kingsley Hotel uh, in Cork City. Great crowd, great atmosphere, great fun, which went on long after the uh, programme ended. So you're all very welcome. Loads of giveaways. And uh, that's the D Hotel in Drogheda. If you're travelling, remember, great train service to Drogheda, great bus service to Drogheda. Um, and uh, it's it's looking good. OK, Claire, Claire Waters. Claire, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Hello, Joe. Yeah, your point, please, Claire. My point is, I think charity shops are fantastic. Um, I picked up a Vivian Westwood coat in Limerick about a year and a half ago for four euros. Four euros, and it's valued at roughly 1,600 euros. Wow. Wow, indeed. I think if you know your textures, if you know your fabrics... Well, I, I, know, think, uh, I know, I know my Vivienne Westwood. Yeah, and then she died three yeah, weeks ago. So um, I've no idea the circumstances of somebody clearing out a coat like that. But uh, I don't mind who owned it. In fact, I love that it has some history to it. Somebody so you got it, it before you got it for four euros? I got it for four euros. You wouldn't get it dry cleaned for four euros. So I was trained by a master, my mother. <laughs> well done. So, well done. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have a good eye. Um, I hate new clothes. They have no quality or structure. So that's, that's the best, that's easily the best bargain I've heard of. Vivian, no. the late Vivian Westwood, who was a trailblazer in fashion, as we know, um, you say you bought a coat which was would have been worth one thousand six hundred euro in the op- in the open market, and you got one thousand five hundred and ninety six euro off it. 
Indeed. <laughs> a reduction, a reduction. I'm just trying to do my math. Yeah, about 1,596. Uh, that's 90, uh, a reduction of 99.9%. Mm. I tell you, I was trained to, for a bargain. I have a good eye for a bargain. But it was the texture that drew me to it. Well done. Well spotted. Well, make, well spotted. Uh, have, you ever yeah. got a, have you got a bargain like it since, Claire? Um, I'm always lucky because I love charity shops. I just I love the characters you meet, the atmosphere, and I love the fact that something's getting a second lease of life, particularly if it's quality. Okay, you know, well when done. it's quality, and it's I have, when you wear it, Claire, mm. do people say, "Oh my God, Vivian"? Oh, they do, they do, mm. and if they're not saying it, I'll happily tell them. Tell them, okay. <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're like a sea swimmer. If you, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, if, if, how do you how do you know someone is a sea swimmer? Because they'll tell you. Now, Claire. Yeah. Now, do people say, "Is that Vivian Westwood? Is that sixteen hundred mm. euros worth?" Um, some people know that that I bought it because it was such a big deal. Um, okay. No, it was the real piece to resistance of a charity buy, and so some people know, and other people would admire it. And then I love flashing the label, and I say, "I got that in a charity shop." <laughs> So well it's an done. ego boost as well that well, I have a good great. eye, but well it's done. a beautiful coat. It will a, last a lifetime. But does it look like it's worth 60 Oh, yes, Joe. It has a bustle on the back oh, wow. to enable you to mount Oosh. a horse. Yeah, so oh, that the so that the coat doesn't get dragged or pulled in any way. And it's well it's cut, is it? Stunning. Very well cut. The fall, I actually thought it might be too big, yeah. but I think her whatever way she designed her stuff, they just fall. Um, it falls beautifully, funny. yeah. Okay. And when I die, someone else is, is going yeah. to get it. I leave it to someone in my will. So wasn't Vivian, wasn't Vivian well known for tailoring skills? Oh, she was. This wouldn't be would be tailored on the shoulders only. Okay. Um, so it wouldn't be all zips. It's charcoal grey, boiled wool, and there's a lot of wool in it. Okay. So now, Claire, really can I come back to the series? The serious point about. Um, do 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 people look down on second-hand clothes? Um, you don't, obviously. Parts of the city, yeah, I've been a market trader down through the years, and I have found it out the county. I think people are very ignorant towards this, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. Yeah. They just don't know. I think if they don't know, people with any bit of style that I know like to drift around charity shops. Okay, and yeah. anyone whose style I admire... That's a very it's generally good point. second yeah, hand. And there's some beautiful vintage shops in Dublin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Been. Well, in my day, it, it was William just dead Street people's there, clothes. Yeah. Now yeah. it's vintage clothes, you see. <laughs> okay, okay, Claire. And by the way, is Vivienne Westwood's name still on the, the oh, item? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, it's let, in a big red yeah, label. Well, well, don't on let the that go, Shree. Well, don't let that I go. I will not. Okay. I ha- okay. <laughs> and if, have, you, have you decided, Claire, if, if your day should come, which is a long way away, judging by the vibrancy of your voice, who, who's, you. who's going to get the Vivian Westwood collection? Oh, well, I've got a good 30 years now to start seeking yes. someone. <laughs> well, so keep, I keep my eyes peeled. And when you keep your eye on it, especially now if you go to an event and you take it off and put it in, put it down somewhere, if people no. know the value of it. That's true. I, I actually never considered that, that okay. it could walk. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. Okay. It's like a blanket. It's on me all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Claire. Claire Waters. Okay. okay. Um, Francis Heavey. Uh, Francis Heavey's in Mead. Go ahead, Francis. Hey, Joe. Good, uh, You were just talking there about the people go to the second-hand shops. Yeah. They are the best shops you can go to. Okay, tell me why. Because the likes well, of me, an old woman, 
I'm just 80. If I die, my kids will put everything into the second-hand shops, and I've lovely stuff. Okay. We're living in a throwaway society. We definitely are. The kids wear things. I go into these second-hand shops, I get things that maybe has been worn once or twice. Okay. And I have a loyalty card. I won't mention it, the one of the Oxtons. I call them Oxtons. or charity shop. I have a loyalty card. So when I get my card in, I get money off, and I also get points that I'd be able to exchange. It's better than okay. all my other loyalty cards I have. Brilliant. So, so Brilliant. There, are, there are loyalty cards for second-hand shops? Yes. Well, I only know of one. Okay, that's a great I, idea. I tell you, it's better and than Francis, all why, Well, then, why, why does a certain... I know life moves on, but why... It's, why does a certain generation have such an aversion to throwing out stuff? Or even, oh, le- or even, leave, or even leaving food on a plate? We have too much stuff, Joe. We've lost too much to have what we have. People don't appreciate anything anymore. Just don't. And, uh, More so the youth. I mean, I was a war baby, so it doesn't bother me going into a, a second-hand shop. Every jacket I have up my wardrobes, about uh, 50 of them from second-hand shops. So you've no issue about... No. No, no sure Joe, Joe, you know what? You want to go into them and see them, that's all. Yeah, there's always great novelties so, as well. And there's a lot, a lot of young people go in too. So what do you think, go back to the first argument, is should you send uh, the, the the man now from the, or the request, sorry, the request, in fairness, from the Turkish authorities, please do not send, definitely do not send used clothes, definitely under any circumstances, and do not send products that are difficult, bulky products, I presume like nappies that are difficult to to um, transport. Um, I, thought, I thought they'd be thrilled with the likes of that. Yeah. Well, they're, they say they're not. Well, my friends and I uh, collected stuff like we do it every year for Chernobyl. For okay. the old people. Because everybody used to have a shoebox for young children, but not for old people. And these people love to get them. So my friends and I, we'd fill the boxes and a certain group take them over. And what's the best bargain? This, what's the best bargain you think you've ever got? Francis in a Oh the best bargain I ever got. Oh well I tell you I got one a few weeks ago. You yeah. know those uh, walkies because I need new knees. You know the okay. uh, uh, what you call them? I don't know what you call them. What are they foldable walkies? What do they it's do? It's a foldable one, you know, but this one would be about a hundred euro. I got it for ten and it was brand new. This like a Zimmer frame? Yes, yeah. And you can fold up when you And it folds it folds in. Brilliant. That was a brilliant bargain. So you can And it was new. And what, 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 what happened I'll to the person who, who needed The it? person who, who had got that probably didn't need it and died. And as far as I know, the HSE don't take back at them. No, they don't. No, you see, and so the children given into the Oxfam shop, into the second-hand yeah. shop. So, that's, so you don't know what you're going to get there. Because I remember we had a call, that's 10 years ago now, a man was walking behind a, a major, at the back of, sorry, Walking at the back of a major hospital in the Dublin area, which yeah. would have would have had lots of wheelchairs and crutches, and and he saw yeah. this skip, which was full of wheelchairs and crutches, yeah. and, and they, they looked absolutely fantastic. And he asked, could he take something out of skip? And they were adamant, they they wouldn't. And we got onto the HSE, and the HSE came back and said, we do not talk about individual wheelchairs. But anyway, this man pursued it. And yeah. he managed to convince, thankfully, the HSE that this load of wheelchairs, wheelchairs. should go to a, a more de- to a deserving country 
Well, they exactly, don't have. Joe. So you got yeah. this. You got this foldable Zimmer frame, brand For new. Ten, ten euro, yeah, brand okay. new. Yeah, and, and a few I, years ago Francis, we got a wheelchair, okay. a brand new wheelchair, but we sent that to Russia to Chernobyl. Okay. Yeah. So. But you're very, going to the second-hand shop. But when I said to you, who, where did, the, where did the brand new Zimmer frame? You had the person dead and buried, hadn't you? You said they'd probably I died. Know. He was going to put a new one in. That's true. Yeah. You're when I go there, into yeah. when I go into a certain second-hand shop, my sister and I, we look and say, "Ah, somebody old has died," because all the little ornaments, the ones my kids think is rubbish, like mm. they're all the little things I've been collecting all my life. And they're valuable to me, but they're not when I die. Yeah. So my yeah. kids will put them into the second-hand shop, and I'd be glad to be helping somebody else out. So w- okay, when I go well in, I done. know somebody old is only after, di- is after dying, and that's okay. what the kids are clearing out the house. And you regularly wear second-hand clothes? Uh, Never. More jackets than that else. And I have a jackets. sister that can't wear a shoe unless it's broken in by somebody else. Okay. okay. So I got, a, I got a pair of, I don't know what I call it, Gabe, but it's Gabor boots. And they were 20 euro for brand new. Well, there you see, you've got loads of bargains. You get loads. You're the I, height. You're the I height. Tell people just, to go in. I'm just looking at you here, Francie. You look great. You're the height. <laughs> you're the height of fashion. <laughs> at 80, Joe, I don't care about fashion. Well done. Well I done. just like a bargain because things are so so hard now. Okay. So, okay, Francis. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being here. Francis, what did you tell me there? You were 80. Yeah, just 80 this year, yeah. And looking back on your life, now I don't mean personal, what's the, yeah. one, what's the biggest event that happened in your life, do you think? I suppose getting married and having the kids. Yeah, but the public event, was it the war? Was it the John F. Kennedy visit? Or was it... When you're, no. when you're reminiscing about growing up, what do you remember? Do you, remember? you don't remember the war, do you? The Second World no, War? No, I don't. No, no. Okay. no, I was only born and I was a war baby. Okay, I suppose for No, I, I just love to go over when I was young and the dances and how yeah. things were so different, completely different ball game now. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and you know what? I'm happy where I am now. Great. That's I'm amazing. Not, the way the world is going, I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm in the waiting room. Okay, it'll be a long time in that waiting room. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, of course you will. Thanks, Francis. Francis, Francis, God bless you. you. Declan Holmes. Declan. How are you, Joe? You know someone who worked in a charity shop? Yeah, my son worked in a charity shop one summer. Yeah. That's a good few years ago. But he just made the comment that the vast majority of stuff that comes in is very good. Okay. But some people do treat charity shops as a dumping ground. Are you serious? Yeah, uh, to put in... But you, you know when someone brings in a bag, are you allowed to go through the bag in front of them? Is that the done deal? Do you do it that way or do you just don't want to embarrass them? Oh, I don't. How do you mean go through the bag? If someone comes in with a bag of product to give to a second-hand shop, yeah. do they just leave it there or do you say, well, hang on, I'll tell you what we want and what we don't want? No, I think you just leave it there. Leave it there, okay. So, it's, <coughs> so they would get rubbish here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I can understand. Like, and you went, you were at the Turkish embassy? I was. And what happened? I saw a person unloading very, do you know the very thin plastic, black plastic bags? Yeah, okay, of course. They're really useless. They're not in any way robust. They disintegrate. Unloading them onto the pavement, and they weren't even tied. Okay. And then the person went and... I was talking to a fellow there at the Turkish Embassy and he explained that 
they had to go through all this stuff now, even to divide it into men, women, children, yeah. and then packets and everything. And should they do enough to do without having to do that? Okay, okay, good point. Thanks indeed, Declan. Helen Gallagher, okay. Helen. Helen, an, ama- an amazing story coming up. What happened? Hello, Joe. I might have blood bile when somebody said, will you take a coat from a neighbour? Yeah. You'd, we t- would take anything. We had a house fire. Oh, God. A bad house fire. Oh, when? When, Helen? Uh, it would have been the end of... Sep- it was a year last September. Okay. And... Um, it was late in September, and we, I was up at two o'clock in the morning. Everything was fine. Between four and five, I heard a noise like a bird yeah. pecking in the gush ring. Okay. It went on for a few minutes. After a while, I said, I must get up and investigate. Okay. But half the house was on fire at this stage. Mother of God. And, um, and what, just, had, what, what had started the fire? We don't know. We honestly don't know. So, so what was blazing when you got up? Was the it kitchen in? was a complete another towering inferno, and the up we had there was a newer and an older part of the house that was on fire upstairs at the far end of the house was on fire too, and um, then we had to get out. My husband broke that we had a, an escape door, so okay. he got that eventually got that open after after going through horrific shock of opening the kitchen door, and of course the fire followed was like. Like firewood, yeah. and um, he more or less passed out. But he got onto the, the door open, and we got out onto a small roof. And the power went, and the fire just came chasing us. And he jumped, broke yeah. his femur. I didn't know whether he was dead or alive. But who's, I knew who, I who's he? Your husband? Who's my he? husband's Matthew? Uh, yes. He jumped after you. You're oh. trying to escape, okay? Yeah, we were trying to escape. You were so trapped he, upstairs, obviously. We were trapped upstairs because the fire was coming rampantly, oh, windows blown out, everything after us. And uh, he jumped in okay. shock more than anything else. Okay. And uh, he broke his femur. So I could get no reply from him on the ground. I was on the bit of roof that I could stay standing on and called the fire brigade and called for everyone. I called everyone between yeah. just two or early in the morning for anybody to turn up. But um, we were so glad of people to No, but tell me, no, stay, stay with me on the roof. You're on the roof. I'm on the roof. Your husband's well, on the ground. He's also breaking his femur, which apart from I guess is extraordinarily painful. I didn't uh, know whether he was dead or alive, I'll tell you the truth. And, um, and you, you, you say you're standing on the roof. I'm standing on a little bit of con- on a bit of concrete. Now we had a porch, uh, but you couldn't stand on it because it was hot. Now were I you tempted to jump? No. Why not? Because I have uh, severe arthritis, and oh, um, poor thing. If I break something, I can't have a pin in it, so I have to I have to put up with what I have. Okay. So where are the flames now? You're standing on the roof. Where are the flames? They're coming behind me and in front of me. Towering inferno, as you say. And yes, that's the only way you could. Okay, so you're it. shouting, neighbours, anyone? Oh, shouting for everyone, but for nobody could hear. You think it was a cow bawling. Uh, we lived in the, you know, away from, just in the in the middle of the farming community. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I could see the fire brigade for about a mile, and they were about two miles away. I could okay. see them from the roof, but that seemed forever, and my husband was still on the ground. But you could see the blue. You could see the blue lights in the distance. Yes. They took about an hour to come, over an hour, an hour, maybe 20 minutes. And um, 
so thrilling. They told me hold on on the phone, but I couldn't. I knew I hadn't time okay. to hold on to the phone. So I called every poor neighbour under the sun and nobody nobody picked up. God love them. I felt so sorry for them. Um, but um, they all came at the one time at six o'clock in the morning. But you're still, well, you're still on the roof. I'm still on the roof and the fire brigade came yeah, and okay. I had nothing but my nightdress on me. Okay, my husband was, was on the ground with... It, Dead or alive, I didn't know which, but I got down and um, we got out. But the help we got from the neighbours and everyone around us was horrendous. Talk about taking the next door neighbour's coat, you'd take anything. I looked for a pair of socks off of somebody and they gave them to me. So everyone around you was tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. You couldn't... You can't experience, okay. you can't explain what it is to receive. You, I could give to anybody, but I'd find it difficult to take. But they came with clothes, bed clothes, night clothes, house. Even another neighbour came and gave us a house to go into. Okay. And by, we, this was Tuesday. My husband was taken to, to Waterford to hospital and had his operation and then was more or less sent home. And no how, long home. Was, how long was your husband lying on the ground for, do you reckon, oh, after he broke oh, his Oh, he femur? was lying on the ground for the hour and hour and 20 minutes, I suppose. And was he... Um, oh, he was unconscious. He was unconscious. He was unconscious, yes. And this, this was in... It would have been cold that night, to say. It was, it was... I suppose you didn't feel the cold and you were in such shock. Um, and did you, did you think you were going to die? Well, I, t- I didn't know. I didn't think I was going okay. to die. I thought, I'll get down. Somebody will come. But uh, at this stage, I could feel the roof under me boiling. Oh, my God. And uh, I still felt somebody, I must speak to my daughter, I must contact, you know, let them know I'm, not, I'm still alive. And who were you ringing from the roof, from the burning roof? Everyone I could, anybody that my phone, I couldn't see, you see. Everyone that I could hit, I was ringing every neighbour, everyone I could, anyone. Didn't matter who was what, what where sa- And who, who answered? Uh, people from a distance away answered. My son actually was the first one to answer in Colombia. And where? In where? <laughs> In Colombia, because I was talking to him about two o'clock in the morning. Your, fa- your house is on fire in Torless. <laughs> and you rang, you rang the fire brigade in Colombia. No, 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 no. I rang the fire. First person I called was course, the fire course. brigade. And then I called the next number, came up, but it was, I must have hit WhatsApp. And what did and you then, say to your son in Colombia? I said, get off the phone, don't worry, don't worry. And then, then I continued to, re- to, re- another, re- to oh, ring another God. one. But, um, and did you get anyone nearer to Torles than Colombia? No. We, well, our, Brazil our even? No, we, we didn't. Costa Rica, We Cuba. didn't get that far. And then he was blocking up the phones to my other family. I was uh, coming in Crosshaven and he, he did it. No, his wife answered the phone, she said, it's your mum. I just said, house is on fire, the house is on fire. Uh, everybody, of course, rang the fire brigade, not thinking that I had that... Don, you had that covered. Done. Yeah. I had that all that covered, and the ambulance and everything that went with that. But um, we we eventually the a couple of neighbours. One neighbour came, and I think I seen him on the ground. I was so black. I seen him on the ground. His forehead looked so white. He said, "Where's Messi?" I said, "He's on the ground." This was the fire brigade was about to take me off the roof at this stage. And where's but, where's Matty now, Helen? 
He's out in the garden there hobbling around. And are you back in the house? No, we're not back in the house. Oh, we wouldn't, wow. We never went back to our home, but, but we're, we're, we're eternally grateful to our neighbours, our fantastic? friends, our family that literally, you know, put shoes, clothes, food, uh, and, 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 and a roof over your head. And a roof instead over of, your head. Of, instead of a burning roof under your feet. Yes. We just kind of pulled oh, ourselves together, and, and we when you say Matty is limping, is he? Is he got lungs? Ah, yes, uh, he has, will be always limping. They didn't. Oh, he broke, the, broke the femur in 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 oh, multi okay. pieces. And how are you now? How am I now? I'm suffering severely with the old arthritis, okay. but um, I just carry on because okay, well you, know, you know you and were you. And were you traumatized afterwards? I'm a bit broke inside, but no, okay. no, no. Well, it's just it? when I heard somebody say they wouldn't take clothes from a neighbour, I, I would have taken anything. We took anything because we needed it. We had nothing, yeah, okay. literally nothing. Will yourself, uh, will yourself and Matty uh, take a little break from us and go to... Um, the Lee Hotel in Cork City for a weekend if we give it. I, I, was, I was meant to give this away on Friday and I didn't. Oh, you, we it's would. lovely, yeah. It's a lo- and you're in the centre of the city there. That's where Jewry used to be. And you'll get around fairly easy. But anyway, just I'm just thinking of that because I'm thinking of Matty limping in the back garden. Oh, you have him. You have Matty out walking in the back garden. I have. You're on. You're on the phone to Joe, <laughs> si- sipping, sipping a mojito, telling me your life. <laughs> ringing. No. And is your son back from Colombia? No, we went to Colombia after the oh, fire. Ah, brilliant! Oh, you're we fantastic. We just kept the spirit up well and went well to done. Colombia after the fire. Okay. And the neighbours even helped us out there and. And gifts and cards and made it okay. worth our while. Well, like poor Matty, Helen, I have to take a break, unfortunately. Oh, thank and you. I know it's like, because I had a broken fem- fib and tib as well in my, oh. own, in my own day. Helen, Helen Gallagher, mind yourself, we'll send you that weekend away and because we, you deserve just it. To- we got a beautiful home down near Carrickonshore, and it's absolutely we're in heaven. And you, again, you've transported a lot of people to a better place as well. You're a tonic, Alan. You're a tonic. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Shanna Gorman produced Captain Thomas is next. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie